Welcome to this episode of Alive and Thriving. Today, I'm going to be introducing you to a friend of mine. She is phenomenal. Her name is Annalise Warren, and we are going to be chatting about well-being as a business strategy, as well as her seven system framework for successful business. Now, before we do that, I just really, really need to share. I don't know if you, if you're watching this, you can see that I'm busting out of my seat. <laughs> As this goes to air, it is the beginning of September, which means that we are just a few days away from our very first Becoming Limitless live workshop. Now, there is five dates throughout September that you can choose to come to Becoming Limitless. It's all the same workshop each time, so it's not all five. You choose one. Now, Becoming Limitless is a really, really special event, really practical, really hands-on workshop where I am going to be helping you deep dive into finding a limiting belief that is not serving you in your business right now that maybe you are consciously aware of already. Maybe you already know that you hold this belief and you can see how it's showing up, but maybe you're just experiencing that you're stuck or you're experiencing the same cycles of self-sabotage or you keep hitting these glass ceilings and consciously you want to be bringing something into your business. But in in the real world, in the way that it's manifesting, it's not in alignment. And this usually means, especially when you've already got the strategy and you're implementing all the things and nothing is still working, that usually means that the block is internal. It's time to turn inward. The more you grow, the more you expand, the more your business is going to expand. And that is just fact. Okay, That is just energy. So what we are going to be doing during these 90-minute workshops is we are going to be diving into my holistic and unique process that I use to accelerate our ability to release limiting beliefs. So first step is we are going to be having a look at what are your stories. We're going to be bringing some safety to those stories. And then we're going to be diving into root cause and where this lives in your body. Okay. Really important. We're not just working with the brain. We are bringing the body and the energetic systems in our bodies as well into all of this. So once we have identified root cause, we can then move on to releasing it. Now, this is a process that I love, love, love to use. It brings in multiple modalities. So come open-minded and expected to feel anything. (laughs) Expect just come, come with no expectations and with an intention to release what is not serving you. And then we are going to work on desensitizing any emotional challenges that are stuck to that belief. And then we are going to reprogram, which is just so powerful. So I really, really hope to see you at one of the five Becoming Limitless workshops throughout September. All of the details are in the show notes below. I'm really, really excited for this. I cannot wait to deliver this experience and see what becomes possible for you when you decide to become limitless. 
So let's now dive into this episode as I introduce you to my beautiful friend and our amazing guest, or my beautiful friend who is our amazing guest, Annalise Warren. Annalise Warren works with women all around the world to simplify and amplify their digital businesses. Professionally, she is a business strategist, a speaker, and a marketing agency CEO. And personally, Annalise is a traveling homeschooling mom of four alongside her husband. She also shares her insight as the host of the podcast with Annalise Warren. And it is so amazing, that podcast. I really recommend that you go and you look it up as soon as this episode is over. We are going to dive in. You are going to hear from Annalise so much wisdom in this in this conversation. Particularly, we are going to be diving into her seven system framework and two keys, well-being being one of them, but I'm going to leave the other one as a surprise. Two keys to this framework that is really, really going to change the way that you show up for your business and is going to change your business outcomes. So let's do it. You're listening to Alive and Thriving with Jessica Reed, the podcast that's all about empowering you to achieve optimal wellness and success through self-care, holistic practices, and raw conversations. Jessica and her expert guests are here to share powerful insights and strategies to help you overcome stress and anxiety, take charge of your life, and thrive in life and in business. Grab a cuppa and let's dive in. Annalise, welcome, my beautiful friend, to Alive and Thriving. This is going to be such an amazing conversation. Um, I'm so happy to have you here today. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. I've actually been wanting to chat to you for a really, really long time. So I'm so glad that we've finally been able to tee this up. Now, I have introduced you in the introduction to listeners, but can you give us a little bit more depth. Tell me a little bit more about you and your business and all the things. Tell us a bit more about you. Sure. Um, So yes, my name is Annalise and I have a marketing agency and I am a business coach, I guess is the simplest way to say it. I love doing strategy. It's what I do now in the agency. It's what I do with the women that um, that I coach. And the most of my clients now are service providers building their own agencies. So I've done that twice now successfully. So I got a pretty good model that, that works. Um, about... 18 months ago, we made a really big change in in the whole structure of the business. And now my husband and myself, we are homeschooling and have the business and planning to travel. So that is kind of the context of, I guess, of everything that we're doing. That balance is really important um, to me. And the business is the thing that is the vehicle to I just think that life is too short to not love every minute of it. And for us, 
like juggling and, and moving things and experimenting and playing alongside I've got four children I forgot to mention that part homeschooling four children <laughs> yes well yes well three and a, and a two-year-old but yes um so yes the business and the structure of of what of how we live life is kind of fluid and flexible we like to to play and make sure that it it fits I I, yeah let's leave it there for now let's keep we'll we'll dive in as as we dive in but um yeah I I have really loved so I had the pleasure of meeting Annalise at the beginning of last year and we were in a mastermind together last year and I have absolutely loved watching you last year and I'm sure before that but I didn't know you then (laughs) make make absolute boss moves with such power and intention to be able to create and live the life that you want to be living, that your family wants to be living. It's not just about you, you know, living your best life. It's so holistic for your children, for your husband, and you have worked so hard to structure your business in a way that now supports that freedom and that flexibility. What does your day's what do your days look like when you have such a freedom filled, when you have such a freedom filled model, and your homeschooling? So now, <laughs> four children. I, I know. <laughs> I don't know how many times I'll say that this episode. <laughs> well, I'll just put it out. I'm not doing this myself, right? So actually, we were talking off camera. My husband has been helping my grandparents renovate their bathroom for the last month, and so I have been doing it for my by myself for the last month, and it's not balanced and it's not fun (laughs) so this is you know a short time period he'll be back this weekend praise the lord um but what it normally looks like is that my husband and I both work in the business Mm part-time and so I get a couple of days to work do my thing I'm not on at all I don't do cooking I don't do cleaning like I just get to be in the business and you know and have that time and then I swap and I homeschool three days a week, the, the kids, and then the weekends we have to play. But so finally, I feel like this year we've experimented enough over the last, you know, little while, 18 months with homeschooling, um, that we finally landed on what works for our family in this stage of familyhood. But it took so much, you know, it, it took experimenting. And mm-hmm. when I met you originally, I I was full-time in the business mm-hmm. and my husband was full-time dad. And that's that was our only income, right? So I couldn't just ditch the agency or ditch, you know, I was also doing, I had two agencies actually at the time and a bit of coaching. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't just you know, kill one of them and start, you know, just and, and live the life. Like it was definitely a transition process where I had to like drop down gears on one and drop up gears on the other. And you kind of, you play with things and you're like, oh, hang on, that actually doesn't work. Or I thought I wanted this and it that doesn't work. And so there's no like allowing that and not making it wrong. Yeah. Um, and figuring out that what actually works for you because I think sometimes we can really get caught up in what looks good Mm. and or what society kind of says that we should want or what we've you know experienced or what we 
what we think that that we need to want or go after or, or whatever in terms of like I need a bigger business or I need you know yeah but, all the I shoulds I shoulds it's that yeah. whole you know not staying in your own lane and and watching other people thinking okay well they got to this I don't know anything about their journey but this is what I see them doing so this is what I should be doing um and it's those yeah. I shoulds as well that and I love that you you really pointed out that it has been an experiment and so I guess I would love for anybody listening who is working in their businesses and on their businesses with that goal in mind whatever freedom-filled business means to you whether it means being able to travel whether it means being able to homeschool whether it just means being able to be present at pick up and drop off and work between school hours or whether it means that you work two days a week and you know whatever that means for you whatever you're working Mm. towards just because you haven't figured out that balance yet does not mean that you're not going to just keep totally. trying, be prepared to keep trying and keep experimenting until you find what actually is going to stick for you and your family. I love that. Yeah. And yeah. And allow that to change too, because, mm-hmm. you know, I think sometimes we can hold on to an old dream and be like, no, but I wanted, you know, this. Yes million dollar business and I wanted to live in the city and you know or like whatever it is and then like I thought I wanted a really big you know million dollar agency and for me I was growing that and then I was like hang on this is not like with this team this big and all of that I was like this is not actually fun Mm -hmm. and then that I think your ego can get in the way too of going like oh downsizing is is a step backwards and so Yes, actually listen, which I think is so important about the work that you do, mm-hmm. is that you can really help people to get clear on what's true for them yeah. and and without that ego, without the noise, with all of that and get them help them to get really present because that has to be, that really has to be the first step. Like that healing and knowing what you want really has to be the first step because you can't build on it if you can't like if the foundation is not solid you can't build anything of that's going to last yeah no that's so true that's so true and I love that you you know really reiterated as well giving permission for your goals or your dreams to change and to shift and to I guess grow and and turn into something that really evolves with you as a person and sometimes we do get really attached to that well this is this was my goal so this is what I'm working towards and and or I worked so hard to get to this goal but now I want to pivot and you know that's something that was a big lesson for me a huge lesson for me and actually learning more about my human design helped me to become really understanding and accepting for myself. So in my human design, I have the third line in my profile. And that means that I am literally here designed to experiment things to see if they are for me and then decide. And so I used Mm -hmm. to, I would decide, I want to put out this membership or I want to do this, you know, whatever, or maybe this is my business idea before I, you know, even started something years and years and years ago. Um, And then when I would try it and I didn't feel like it aligned with me so much or, you know, you might notice this with people who maybe think they have to stay committed to to employees or to, to anything, 
that, you know, then you want to go and shift and there's almost a shame about it. And I had a story Mm. that, oh, if I keep changing my mind, people are going to think that I'm flaky. Here I am working on this one thing and now I'm going to be working on something else. And now I'm going to actually, no, I don't like this. I'm going to, I started building an app a couple of months ago, got halfway or a bit more than halfway through, almost ready to launch um, and realized that I really didn't like the developer program that we were using. <laughs> and I said to my VA, I was like, I'm so sorry. You know, you know, we have done so much work on this, but and you, but if I hadn't have tried it, so I waited 12 months for the, the right timing to try that app. If I hadn't actually tried it and then mm-hmm. had that alignment to be able to say, actually, this isn't what's going to work for us right now. Yeah. You know, so yeah, being able to pivot, being able to change. But for me, I let go of the shame of that and the yes. stories around being flaky or any of those sorts of stories around not being allowed to change my mind when I understood yeah. that that experimentation is literally a part of who I am. And so how fun now, how fun I get to try yeah. all these new things. <laughs> it's, really fun. it's really fun. And I think we don't talk about this enough, right? Because like allowing that experimentation I think there's a difference between that and kind of being consistent and persistent towards the thing that you want yeah because one is like going actually I'm climbing the wrong mountain versus the other one which is like you know oh this is hard so I'm gonna stop or like I can't be bothered like they're different it's actually different but we kind of put it in the same bucket Mm. but I, I experimented so I'm six years into business now And this year, I finally think, feel like I've got it right, right? So six years of playing and and trying things and, yeah, you could totally make that wrong. And could I have grown faster? Yes. But would I have built the wrong thing? Yes. Would I have been happy? Probably not. Like, so, yeah, allow, allow that playing time. And I think we can talk about this in so many different areas. Some people say, you know, you have to pick a niche immediately and you need to, you know, do this, like again, needs and shoulds. But if you have never run a business before, how do you know exactly the role that you want to play within it? How do you know the exact type of person that you want to do? How do you know what conversations you can have hundreds of thousands of times? Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Because, Because you don't know until you've done it. And and like you were saying, we grow and we evolve. So then why would we want the same thing? Like, I think that that that's just actually, it doesn't make sense. So yes. Yeah. yeah you need to having fun and playing. You yeah, And you see it in so many contexts of people's life as well. Like maybe this is a little off topic, but you see people, I, well, I see people feeling stuck and feeling committed to something, maybe relationships, jobs, um, friendships, Uh, old routines, Mm. old, you know, old morning routines, old nighttime routines, old things that are just not serving them anymore because the brain also has this resistance to change because it's not what it's safe and knows and therefore it's scary Mm. and, and, you know, and often causes quite a physical response for people as well. But what I find Mm. is so much worse, whether this be in your business or whether it be in life, is that when you're living in that misalignment, that feels way worse, way, way worse than any scary decisions that you need to make about making change. How did you work through, I want to chat about happiness and well-being in a minute, because that was something really important that you brought up, but how did you work through, so last year you said, you know, you, you had, it was, 
you had these two agencies and this is where the primary income was coming from. So you knew this wasn't, you know, you had people relying on you for wages and pay and things as well. How did you work through, I guess, the emotions and all of the all of the decisions, all of the boss decisions. This is something I used to sit across the Zoom room and in our retreats across the table and just look at you and I would listen to you speak and I was like, she is just such a boss. Like she makes the decisions. She knows what she's got to do. And I was so envious of that. How how did you move through that, if you don't mind me asking, internally? How do you navigate having to make such big decisions like closing down so your businesses, funny. letting go Isn't of it stuff. so funny? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's it's so funny when you hear other people's reflections of you. You know, you're like, oh, I was terrified. I did not feel like a best bag. Like, <laughs> so funny. But thank you for that reflection. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think like any, like you were saying, that misalignment feels so wrong. And it just, it just felt so like I I knew that something had to shift because I was in a process of transitioning from, um, I started my business originally because I was moving from the city where I had a full-time, you know, I had a job, a, a great job managing a training company, a national training company for a big brand that a lot of people know. And I was moving two hours away and I requested flexi time and they declined. And I was moving to a regional town, which now you can find good jobs here because, you know, but but back then you could not. So I had to start my business because otherwise I was no way I could I spend the time I wanted to with my kids and earn what I wanted to earn. Like there was, it just wasn't a possibility. And so that's where I started. And I got to a point with two agencies and, you know, coaching and all of this where I was like, I'm not. Like I'm so far from where I, what I wanted in the sight of building this thing. Like, yes, I thought like it's for a short time and sometimes, you know, head down, bum up and, you know, you, you sacrifice for the goal, totally fine. But I had created this like prison for myself because I'd hired the wrong people. Like I just made the wrong business decision. I'd said yes too much. I hadn't charged enough. Like I'd, I'd created this yeah, this prison, like this, I was drowning in all of the client work because the team that I had couldn't support me in the way I needed, which is not their fault. It's my fault. I was not the CEO. Like I had to learn, you know, kind of build, I was building the plane on the right way down, right? Yeah. Learning as we go. And so the only I way. knew. <laughs> the only seriously, way to learn, and, and again, that's fine. Like not making it wrong, not taking that radical responsibility. And I think that's a really big piece of kind of the answer of what you're saying of realizing I'm the, I'm the CEO. I created this. I make the decisions. I go first, like I'm the leader. So I'm the one with the machete, like going through the jungle. I'm the one who gets hit in the head with the branches. I'm the one that like, you know steps in the mud, like all of the things, because I'm going first. Like, and then knowing that I couldn't keep going the way I was going because there was too much. I had too much responsibility. I didn't have the right support. I'd, I'd said yes to the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And so then just making small steps to changing it and knowing, just knowing that I couldn't keep going how I was going because it was totally against my values. I was saying, you know, that that all of these other things, my well-being and my kids and my family and, you know, travel and stuff were all my values, but I wasn't spending any time or money on those things. So 
if my calendar wasn't reflecting it and my bank account's not reflecting it, then are they really priorities actually? Like actually no. And again, being able to look at things from that kind of, you know, 10,000 foot view and not put shame and guilt and all of that and sit in that place, but just go, no, this, this is what you've created, but you don't have to stay there. Yeah. And this is how you kind of get out of it and being again going well no I'm leading so I'm gonna have the difficult conversations mm-hmm. like I'm going to you know and, and it's just breaking it down and so I ended up really like noticing looking at the clients that I had deciding which clients I didn't want anymore and that were stressing me out that every time a WhatsApp message came through my heart would like thump and I'd be stressed like what's broken or like what do they want you know and going like which is really draining me and which are bringing me joy and appreciative and you know all of those things and then changing my pricing to like having conversations with them to negotiate different packages in line with again like what was actually going to work for me getting rid of team that were not on board with the level of excellence that I wanted to provide. Like it's just lots of little steps, difficult conversations, which I think, again, we can really shy away from, but they're not going to, they're actually not going to kill us, right? Yeah, it's going to be a hard conversation, but people follow your confidence. And so if you if you lead with confidence and go like, this is the decision, then people will respect that and fall in line with it, right? Like it's, and that sounds probably the wrong way to say it, but for example, with the negotiating pricing, like with negotiating pricing, right? You just say like, actually, if we're going to be able to provide this level of service, you know, this, you think about how you're going to frame it Mm. and talk about the benefits of both things and, and make it a win-win. Like you're actually just two human beings, right? Sometimes we can make it a bit too, like, you know, scary, but you're two human beings. And if you care about your clients and, you're providing a valuable service, then they're going to appreciate that. They're going to want to keep you. They're going to, you know, you can you can have that conversation as two people mm-hmm. that actually both want the same thing, which is that business that you're working in, in my case, the business that you're both, you know, working on to succeed and thrive. Mm-hmm. And so you can have those conversations. And um, yeah, so I, I guess that's how, just realizing that the buck stopped with me, that I was the one who created it. So I was the one who had to change it Mm -hmm. and getting really, really crystal clear on what I did want um, and, and redesigning it. And again, not making any of it wrong, knowing that it's all like, I couldn't have made the right decisions without making the wrong ones because you kind of don't know. Yeah. Until you open the door, you don't know if what's in the room is for you, right? If you don't want to go there. So then. Absolutely. Again, yeah. Oh, I'm hearing so much, so much gold in everything that you just said. First of all, if I'm summarizing in my, in my words, in my head, permission, we've already talked about permission to change your mind on something, permission to move towards a different dream, permission to take radical responsibility for making decisions that no longer align with what you actually want to be doing, permission to put your well-being first, to put your well-being first when you are making your business decisions. Oh, and there was some more I should have written them down because they'll come to me and I'll probably have a safer response and jump in and interrupt you or something, but they'll come to me. But how how much gold in there is that permission to put up your prices and negotiate and to have human-to-human conversations? 
permission mm-hmm. to to use your voice and actually declare what's actually going to work for you and build your business in a way that is going to work for you, not mm-hmm. just in the way that you think it should be done just because you've always done it that way. And I love, and permission to not look at it at all as a failure if you do have, to, if, you've, if you've learned lessons or if you've made what you perceive as mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, permission to actually be able to look at those. And qu- quite often when I work with clients and we've identified a belief that's not serving them, for example, we will have a little bit of a chat about why that belief could have been serving them. And quite often, you know, that conversation straight away is like, oh, well, it's done no good for me, (laughs) you know. But but when we actually get down to, in this case, you know, some sort of level of protection or something that they've adapted, you know, when they're trying to find their way around the world, it's similar in terms of what we view as mistakes. Because if you can take those and you can say, okay, well, this is just literally a, a pivot in my journey, rather than I made all of these big mistakes and now I've, you know, and sometimes for some people that's enough to end their business journey. Like that for me, mm-hmm. I had a I had a business in 2013 and 14 and the mistakes that I perceived that I made back then were enough for me to, to carry so much shame that I didn't carry on, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, just if anyone else is listening and you're thinking, well, I have done all these things wrong. Well, you haven't. What's the, what have you gotten out of them? What are you never going to do again from those things? That's your lesson. Yeah. And, and, you know, where are you now? And just know that everything is such an integral part and of your journey as a human being, as a business owner on your life's journey. I think it's so important. You said something else really, really important. And it was much earlier and I'm going to circle right back to it. You said, you asked yourself the question, well, am I happy? And, you know, when we are not feeling happy with our businesses within our lives but we're talking about business here really specifically it is going to have a direct impact on your well-being and so I I love this conversation that we're about to enter into now because I do not see well-being as being separate to business Um, and my listeners know that because I talk about a regulated nervous system and healthy you know healthy choices Mm -hmm. and stress management continually as a business strategy Annalise, this is something else that I know that you are really, really passionate about so much so that you actually include it in your seven figure, seven figure, seven step framework. Is that, can you, can you explain it? You explain it. My, all right. I will. I will. I, <laughs> I will dive into that. But first I want to, I just want to kind of just say something else that occurred to me when we were, when you were talking, I think what I really realized is that I was people pleasing and I hadn't had that slap in the face I was like, oh, Oh, okay. I'm everything I'm doing is I'm doing it for their benefit and sacrificing myself. And like, what does that mean? And unpacking all of that, which it was such a big help in the thinking event. Like, oh, okay. (laughs) I just want like people to like me. I just want other people to be happy. And I really, if you'd asked me, I'm like, I don't care what people think. But then I was like, everything I'm doing is like people pleasing behavior. (laughs) So, oh, interesting. Okay, good. Um, anyway, so. Yes, that was a big learning. So that deep awareness into into you and the totally. and the belief systems and things that you were operating on was was yeah. really really pivotal for you to be able to then go and make those decisions that you needed to make. Yes, because I had previously years before, in fact, and I, what I coached my clients on was my seven system CEO framework, 
And this is how I taught people to run their businesses mm-hmm. in the midst of me like getting myself to nearly burn out, right? So I already had the seven system. I realized that I was just people pleasing and that I'd sacrificed. I was sacrificing myself on a daily basis and not aligning with my own kind of whole framework that I built everything on. <laughs> it's like, We've all been oh, there though. I think thanks we need for that the space to really reach totally. our next level because you wouldn't be offering yeah. that framework if you didn't truly call believe in it. But you still, yeah. I believe for everybody, whatever you believe your core frameworks are, you still, you do need that revolution to be like, well, am I actually really leading by example in this? And then you reach this whole new level when you really do. Right. Yeah. And you're never, <laughs> and you're never, ever going to get things right all the time. So, you know, I'm saying I could do something wrong. Yeah. You're going to do things yeah. wrong and you're going to try things that fail and you're going to skin your knees and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to yeah. learn. You're going to learn and it's not it's not actually a failure like a full stop unless you let it be like for you with that old business you yeah. let it be and that's that's fine too again like decision learning like yeah. everything you then took with you whether into whatever you're doing in life and so no matter what way you slice or dice it there is no one that is perfect on the planet that is not going to make this mistake so just just don't even think I that haven't that's met a perfect option. person yet no I haven't met it's a perfect just, person yet it's just actually not an option like even like you know the most successful people in the, on the planet will say that they their success is because they're standing on a mountain of failure like so just like put that out of your head you're gonna get it wrong and that's okay yeah. we're human absolutely so, yes 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 So my seven system framework, the first five systems are the traditional business systems that every business needs to to run. So we need marketing, we need sales, we need service delivery, we need people, and we need like the compliance, finance, legal side. So they're the five. But what I had learned early on was that we need well-being Mm -hmm. and impact. And so they're the seven. And so for me, we'll dive into well-being in a second. The, the the truth is I built my business to stay home with my family, right? And then my husband was able to come home from work about a year or two into that. Um, and so I was the, the sole income earner pretty early in, in the business journey. And then once you can kind of feed your family, right, and you've got what you need, for me, I needed a bigger reason to keep on growing because I was like, I didn't want 14 Prada bags or a Lamborghini or a private jet or, you know, like, and again, nothing against any of those things. If you want them and they light you up, amazing, go for it. But for me, that wasn't enough of a why. And so I, for me, I really needed, and I believe this truly, that if you're called to business, that's part of your purpose for being on the planet. And for me, that is impact driven. Mm. And we do that. We do that in a few ways in our business, in the work that we do actually with clients, like Mm. the actual transformational work of helping people grow their businesses. That's an impact. It's impacting their families and, you know, their communities Mm. and so on. We also give a portion of profit to causes that I care about. Like there's so many different ways you can do it. And again, no right or wrong, but for me, that deeper core why and response for that growth was really important in the long-term sustainability. Mm. And I think that every business 
kind of needs that deeper why to get up every day because you are going to make mistakes and fall and it's going to hurt. And if you don't have a big enough impact-driven why, you're probably not going to keep going. Mm. Like you're probably just not. And so that's why that's the seventh system. But well-being is something that I don't know if it's primarily women. Actually, it's probably not. Like Mm. we just, when we have a business that we love, a lot of us can just keep pouring into it because our businesses, and I recently did a podcast episode about this, our businesses are monsters, right? They're like insatiable, <laughs> they're insatiable, time and money hungry monsters. Mm-hmm. Like they will not say no to you doing more work. They will never. not say no to never. more money. <laughs> like you can never give it enough time and money. Like you can yeah. never be like, oh, yeah, I'm done. There's nothing more that I could do. Like the, you just are never going to get to that point. They're insatiable. And if you love it and you're impact driven, right, then you can just work and work and work. Like, and, and because it doesn't feel like work a lot of the time, or even if it does, maybe we feel obligated again, self-included, people pleasing, like, you know, <laughs> all yeah. of that. And so the well-being piece is about actually getting realistic about what's sustainable and putting in boundaries and realizing why we started our businesses, which is probably not to work 18 hours a day. And, <laughs> and also if we are working 18 hours a day or whatever the case is, if we if we're not looking after ourselves how we need to be looking after ourselves, we're actually not going to get the business performance that we want because we're not going to be performing at our highest level if we're not looking after ourselves. And so what I know to be true is that the better that we look after ourselves, the better we show up in our businesses, the better results we get our clients. Like it's actually kind of the, it's actually the most important thing. And so now I teach clients to put their well-being on their calendar first. Mm -hmm. It is the primary business strategy because everything springs from that. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I completely agree. Even, you know, even if you are looking at your business as a separate entity and you're not working your 18 hours a day and all of those, you know, things, you still need to be able to show up in a way where you can think creatively, where you can think strategically, where you can think clearly. And if you Mm. are not prioritizing your well-being and your logical brain is out the window because you're operating from illness, from you're operating from stress, you're operating from overwhelm, from anxiety, from emotion. Um, if that's how you're turning up to run your business and that's going to have a direct impact on your outcomes, your client outcomes, your business outcomes. Um, Mm. so you are the vehicle, right? No, you are the driver for the vehicle. I'm, am I getting this right? You You are are the, (laughs) (laughs) you need to be able to show up to implement any kind of strategy and you can't show up if you're not looking after yourself. So how do you yeah. prioritize? And I just got really like passionate about that because I just agree with what you're saying so much. And I'm like, preach. I just it is yeah. so important. How do you prioritize? Because for a lot of people, this is a really nice idea. I mm-hmm. meet so many people who are like, oh yeah, you know, self-care. It's it's a it's a what do you call it? Like a hype, not a hype word. What do they call it? Um yeah. 
I, I know what you mean. What yeah. you see it a lot. It's trendy. It's, it's trendy. Just you know, go, go have the bubble yeah. bath. Go and do the yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. And and you know that people can produce a lot of content on self care because it's a really easy topic to to produce a quick Canva graphic on you know on you know having a meditation or breathing or something. But um, when it really comes down to prioritizing self care as a strategic strategy for your well being, for your business, and for your life. What does that look like for you? How do you how do you prioritize your well-being? Because when I was saying before and I caught myself off track, for a lot of people, it is a good idea. And mm-hmm. it's and it, and hypothetically, it would be great for them. And they might even commit to it for a week or two. And then life gets in the way. So it doesn't stay priority, even though they want it to be priority. So how do you fit it into your day and your life? And what does well-being in your business look like for you? It it looks different now to what it has looked like in the past. And I get it, right? I've got four children. Like mm-hmm. I I get it. It's not always perfect. And yes, you're gonna have kids waking up in the middle of the night sometimes or have newborns and eight hours eight hours, eight hours sleep sounds like, you know, this dream that's never gonna happen again. Like I <laughs> I get it, but we can all find small ways to have that downtime when we recognize what is actually going to fill us up. Yeah. Like there, there is no excuse for not eating healthy food. Like there's actually not, you're going to eat. So we get to choose. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be more expensive than crappy food. It doesn't have to take longer to cook than crappy food. Like there is again, for children, like convenience is like, is the bomb. There are ways that you can make delicious meals that you can get on the table in 30 minutes. Like it can be done. If you really have, if you really need me to give you some ideas, like DM me more than happy to share like the go-tos. That um, could be a whole new side hustle for you. Maybe. Uh, oh yeah. And how to, how to feel, how to feed four children in under 30 minutes. <laughs> I'll leave that to Vanya. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it. To, I'll leave that to VJ Cooks. Everyone, <laughs> shout out to Vanya. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so for example, you can do that. You can drink eight glasses of water a day. Like set an alarm if you have to. Like you can. It's kind of like those core four, right? Yeah. You can move your body. There is no reason why we cannot move our bodies. And that doesn't mean you have to take an hour out to go to the gym and it takes you half an hour to drive there. Like you don't have to do that. You can go for a walk with the kids. You can push them on the swing. You can squat while you're doing your laundry. Like there are I can't uh, like, raise in the shower. <laughs> yeah, totally. You can you can move your body for 20 minutes a day and and get that like it's it's like what's the kind of the lowest thing you can do if you've got a baby like you can do push-ups with the baby there are so you just have to move right because we made our bodies are made to move we need it we actually need it and it energizes us we think that the exercise depletes us but actually it energizes us like it's scientifically proven it energizes us I've got a diploma in fitness which was related to my actual job and so I don't do that anymore. But um, again, if you need ideas, you can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> but I promise you, there are ways. I used to have clients because I did work in a gym for six months, mm-hmm. more than a decade ago, who would lunge from the washing machine to the to the <laughs> um, clothes line outside to hang up one piece of washing, lunge back. <laughs> and I was like, 
It would be quicker doing a workout, but okay. Like, but they're moving fine. their body in a way that's that feels fun. good for them. Yeah. In exactly. their minds, they fit it into their busy schedule. Exactly. And that, <laughs> you know, they were happy. They could supervise the kids. Like, again, get creative. You're you're a business owner. You are creative. So get it. So the sleep, if you can, like I, I get this one, right? I've had time periods where I've slept like three hours a night right now my kids are finally at a stage where they sleep all like through the night. And so that's behind me. Thank goodness. But <laughs> never again. <laughs> yeah, oh, seriously, never again. Shop. No, done, done, done. Well, until they're sick, right? And then that is goes yeah, out the window. That's right. And then you're up all night again. Yep. <laughs> yeah, again. But they're like, if you're really honest with yourself, how much time do you spend scrolling before you go to bed? How much time do you, you know, watch TV, watch another another season, like another episode before you go to sleep? Like if we're really honest, there are things that are not getting us closer towards the life that we want to be living that we have in our lives and that we can cut out, whether that's, you know, yeah, like shows that are not serving us, like if that's, there's so many different things. Maybe that's people. Maybe that's activities that you've said yes to that, again, not getting you closer to living the life that you want to. Maybe you're people pleasing. Maybe, you're, you know, yeah. there are probably things if you look at your schedule and you actually look at what you're doing that are not getting you closer because every decision that you make is either getting you closer to where you want to be or further away. And I'm talking holistically in your life, right, to like a better relationship with your spouse, to a, a better, healthier body to, um, you know, the business that you want to have in every area of our lives, everything is moving us closer to that vision of what we want or further away. And again, looking with not, no shame, no guilt, no nothing, just looking at like, how do I actually spend my time and my money? Yeah. And are those getting things curious. moving me closer? Yeah. Getting really getting cl- curious, curious yeah. because the only one that loses if you don't is you and the only one that benefits is you know and and you're the you can benefit from that and so when you're ready to do the work you'll do the work mm-hmm. <laughs> or you'll look at it and that's and that's fine there's there's no timeline except for yours something but, that just kept screaming in my head while you're I'm sorry to cut you off there but something was just no, don't. screaming in my head and you know just before we were saying obviously you are the vehicle to implement your your business into this world but without your well-being you just don't have a life (laughs) to to go really really dramatically you know your your health and your well-being is everything it's It's everything everything. and so yes essential business strategy essential life strategy it is. And, and it's the analogy of the million dollar racehorse, which I, I mention all the time. And it's not my analogy. And I I think it was Joe Polish who said it, but I, I'm happy to be corrected. Please come at me with like the proper recommendation, the proper, what's it called? Oh, not recommendation. Whoever's, anyway, whoever, the right person. Yes, recognition. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't I want to claim how this is my own. to record a podcast on a day that neither of us can speak. Like our brains are just like, what's that word? What's, what's the word? It's oh, fine. It's oh, fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, but the analogy is, right, if you look at these racehorses and look at how they're, they're treated, right, so these racehorses are expected to perform. Yeah. 
because they they want they want to win. They know that to perform, to perform at their best, they need to be well fed, they need great nutrition, they need to be rested, they need to be well trained, right? And so they've given the best of everything in terms of their diet, their lifestyle, their rest, you know, all of that. And that's because those things looked after equal great results. Mm. Can you imagine if that horse was just given coffee, like (laughs) caffeine and wine (laughs) and pasta, and then expected to get up at five o'clock in the morning, work all day, like, you know, run around after the kids and doing whatever you're doing and and working. working. (laughs) Seriously. Can you, do you think that the horse would perform well? Uh, No, but we somehow think that, we can perform off those conditions and it's just like it's just absurd when you even when you hear it like that you're like oh yeah that's right mm. okay yeah. and that doesn't mean don't you go and enjoy you know a coffee or a glass of wine or a piece of cake like great but again what are you choosing and what is going to get the best out of you? How are you going to show up as the best CEO for that strategy meeting? How are you going to show up the best for your clients and your team and your spouse and your friends and your children? Like you want to be the best in every situation. Mm-hmm. And so it's really clear that like we know what we need to do and it's going to look different for every person and no, you're not going to get it right all the time and life's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And all of that's fine. That's part of the part of the journey. But if we don't set some goals around it and know the foundational behavior that is actually going to get us there, then yeah. we're actually just never going to get there. Yeah. So yes. What sort of changes? So when your clients are coming into you, um the beginning of your programs or the beginning of working with you and then they start implementing the seven-step framework but more specifically six and seven impact and well-being what sort of changes are you seeing what sort of results are you seeing from your clients either within how they feel within themselves what impact is having on their business what what changes are possible when well-being and impact can actually become a strategic focus for your business plan yeah, I think it's got it's totally got to do with energy and it's got to do with fulfillment, right? Because when we're talking about well-being, yes, we're talking about like the physical piece because that's kind of the first step. Mm-hmm. But then thinking more broadly and thinking like am I working with the clients that are actually lighting me up? Like what is my passion? What results do I actually you know, am, am I getting results and what's fulfilling me? Like am I growing as a person? Am I getting that professional development? Am I you know, is my environment around me calm and like, you know, is it making me feel good? All of these things come into it. Like, am I having fun in life? I realized I wasn't playing. I had no, like I was not playing. I was always just on. I was either like mom or, or CEO and there was no, I've got four, like I've got four kids. I should be playing a lot. <laughs> like, but that had just slipped out. Yeah, because I was just like, okay, like I was just on all the time. And so really looking at my list, I've got like a well-being model, which with three concentric circles. So it's cognitive well-being, professional and well and physical. And just looking at all of those things, my environment, like, am I learning? Am I having fun? You know, do I have white space? Like all of that stuff. But it comes down to energy and fulfillment. And what are those things for you? Because 
what lights me up and makes me happy and energizes me is maybe different to what energizes you. And that's, that's great. And so figuring out what those things are and again, allowing that to change. Like you were talking about, um, you know, morning routines, like people sticking to them. I realized a couple of months ago that I had this, I was still telling myself I had this goal of running 10 kilometers because I used to be a runner. Yeah. And I was like, I can't think of anything worse right now, actually. But I, but like for three months, I was like, you've got to go for a run this weekend. You've got to go to for a run. And then I was like, I don't want to go for a run. And I'm going to the gym six days a week, right? Doing yeah. different things and Pilates and swimming. And, but I was still telling myself, I have, I'm going to, you have to go for a run this week. I was like, I don't, I don't want to. Like, yeah. actually, I'm like, oh, that's okay. But like, it took me a long time to be all right with letting go of that and being yeah. like, oh, this is not me giving up. This is me just changing my mind. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. So yeah. if people are seeing better outcomes in their business and then I'm also hearing you say, though, that they are seeing or experiencing a more happy and fulfilled life holistically, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all the things for them holistically mm-hmm. by actually focusing on well-being and impact as a business strategy. You're going to make more money, right? You just are because you're going to make better decisions. And because and you feel good and your nervous system's aligned and, and regulated and yeah, and you feel good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, I love that. Like so for me, after the changes, I made the changes that I wanted to make. So, again, that was a, a transition process. I had halved my work hours and doubled my profit. Literally, I looked at the numbers. I was like, that's really convenient, Annalise. Like, that sounds like convenient. <laughs> like, it's a little bit too, like, even. But I was like, oh, I actually have. Like, and so I believe just it. One, and, and so that's just one example yeah. because you make decisions from a different place. And mm-hmm. so, and you just enjoy life more, which is kind of the whole bloody point, right? Like, who yeah. cares how much money we're making? <laughs> we forget that, don't we? If we we're not, forget that. If we're not feeling healthy, if we're not healthy and we're not enjoying life, like what's yeah. the point of making money? What's yeah. the like actually what's the point? So those things come first. And when you're coming from that place and you're you have that energy about you, you attract mm-hmm. that kind of energy. And so mm. I know that you talk a lot about that. Yeah. And but it's so true. I have embraced this year, I've really embraced giving myself permission to slow down to speed up. I work less and I do less. And when I say I do less, I, I learned to outsource. I learned to work with my strength. I also learned what, what what I was doing because I thought I should be doing it and what I didn't need to actually be doing. So I work less. I feel better. I feel so much more aligned and I do make more money. So I do, the less I do, this has been my mantra all year, the less I do, the more I make and not in some conceited way. I love my job. I love working with people. But when I was stuck in all the shoulds and all of the things that were dragging me down and wasting so much of my time, I wasn't able to work with clients Mm -hmm. in the capacity that I wanted to be. And I, and I was stressed and it was overwhelming me and it worried me. And then I just let go of so many things. Mm -hmm. Hello. This is my business. <laughs> this yeah. is my business and my journey. I don't have to do it that way if I don't want to do it that way. And, you know, I intentionally now, even if I don't get to go for a walk or something before because I have an early client, then I always intentionally every single day before I open up anything will mm-hmm. pause and breathe and just regulate myself and just bring myself. And I spend five minutes slowing down. 
mm-hmm. five minutes slowing down. And it means that I am functioning from a logical space, from a clear space, um, from a space that's let go of any, I've got lots of energy practices. So a space that's let go of anything that's not mine that I'm potentially bringing into my business and my day. And it is, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I work less than I make more. Yeah, there's something to it. <laughs> there is. And, and honestly, look at your calendar and time block it out and put mm-hmm. your well-being stuff on there first. Yes. So what is that? Like for me, that's, yes, moving my body every day. Like I go to the gym five, six days a week or I, you know, go to a, do a sauna or something. Yeah. Like I get a massage every month. I've got date night. Like the things that are filling my cup, yes. those things are on the calendar first and all the work stuff goes around it because otherwise like it may as well not be there because I'm not going to show up properly. And yes, there's the days where it all goes to crap or the days when I've got 6am meetings or whatever. That's fine. Most of the time it's there and it works. And so perfection is, again, is not the goal, but prioritize you make the decision to say, no, like I want to show up well. So this is what I have to do to make that happen. This is the best I can do. Get support if you need to, like get support. I can do what I do because I have a wonderful husband. Get, you know, a friend, get something, pay for someone if you can, or just, you know, do a trade with a friend so that you (laughs) get to go for that one hour walk or just take the kids with you. Like just get creative. We're women. We get, we can, we're so creative. (laughs) (laughs) We can. Oh my goodness. So everyone is going to go off right now. And they're going to rearrange the way that they look at their schedules and they're going to put in their calendar time block out the things that are important for their well-being and then and then go and work out when they're going to do all the rest of the stuff. And report back and let us know. Yes, Annalise, we from you on Instagram and so do I. We want to know. So, Annalise, how can people work with you? Tell us a little bit more about what you're offering. How can people work with you? Where can we find you? So, yeah, Instagram's the best place. Come and chat with me there. Um, it's just at Annalise Swan. You'll have to probably click I'll a link, link or something because it's it, yeah. weird to spell. <laughs> All good. Go to the show notes and um, yes, show notes are you know a gem. Um, so they probably if you're a service provider and wanting to build an agency, chat to me about that. I have a mastermind for service providers building agencies. Otherwise, I work with women typically for a three-month period and we develop a 12-month strategy, holistic business strategy across the seven systems, and we work together for three months as you kind of get that off the ground. So yeah. that's, And is that one-on-one um, or is that small group? It's one-on-one. Amazing. One-on-one, yep. Amazing. Uh, but, yeah, always just happy for, for a chat. Come and say hi. Um, there's also, I offer a 15 minute strategy call. If you just are a bit stuck and don't know where to get started. I had, uh, yeah, that's always a fun place. Amazing. And do you have any resources or anything that you want to share? If you would like the seven system guide with some questions for each of the systems, you can go to my website. It's annaliseworn.com forward slash seven, the number seven systems. So forward slash seven systems. Yep. You can look that. (laughs) On Instagram, it'll be in the link in bio. um, So that will link you into my world. Amazing. Oh, Annalise, I I knew I was going to love this chat and I did. And I could honestly keep going. I know we've got, but it is pick up time. So I better go. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you.
Wow, what a journey it's been today. We are so grateful for each and every one of you who tuned in to Alive and Thriving. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep growing, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on your favourite platform. It's a simple but powerful way to support a small business like ours to continue to make an impact.